Number one. Number two. Number three. Number four. Joe Hausman has a, has a very soft face. Does not he? like doughy, not like doughy, not like spongy, but like smooth to the, smooth to the touch. And I shaved today too, so it was very intimate. No, you, it looks like you have from this picture. You look very. This is some of the best that I've uh, that I've ever seen you look. Thank you, thank very you. Very clean shaven. I have a shirt with a collar on. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I shaved. I shaved this morning and uh, bathed. And uh, important steps. Licked his ear a little bit, not a lot. Just the edge. <laughs> I wasn't like in there. I wasn't like anywhere near any ocular bones. Where you I were. Know. I don't know him well enough. I don't know him well no, enough. I, 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 can't, I, can't, I can't penetrate the man's ear. Now, is he just very, only... very tall or are you just average? I would say he's, well, the thing is, as you know, I'm shrimpy. So I'm, I'm the wrong yardstick. But uh, he's taller than me for sure. He's wearing a handsome five by five shirt when I met him. He uh, brought his lady along, who, who uh, Stephanie, who's very nice. I don't know if I'm allowed to say her name. No, I'm going we'll to call, call her Mildred. Brought we'll, Mildred we'll, we'll take it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> One day logic will give you the ability to actually beep, don't you think? Shouldn't you be able to beep? This is a long-standing issue, Dan. With lo- you're talking about Logic Pro, the Mac OS X application. Shouldn't you be able to select a, a range or region and be able to say, make a beeping noise for this part? I know that's difficult to do right now, but, but isn't that something that should be easier to do? That way we could all curse freely. I mean, accepting, of course, the fact that if we curse constantly, we probably miss some. But shouldn't you be able to beep in Logic? I would. You would think that you would want to. Yeah, I would put that high on the feature request list. The right. f- feature request list. We can do that. Okay, marker done. Mm, 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 mm. How you doing? I'm I'm doing all right. I am too. I'm doing great. I got a new uh, I got a new um, gadget that I'm excited about. I would like to hear about this. Can I tell you about it? It's, yes, I'll please. tell you about it in brief. Okay. Right now in front of my face, just just 18 inches from my face is an extremely bright blue light. Okay. And it's, it's, not, it's not a Kmart special. Right. Like an it's, LED uh, thing. I, I read about this and I decided to try it. I dropped some dough. Have you ever heard, so I don't have this, I want to stipulate, but have you ever heard of seasonally affective disorder? Oh, this is the thing where, like, if you uh, if you're in a winter climate where the skies get dark for a period of time, you get depressed, and it has yes. to do with sunlight or something. Yes, and there are there are as we have discussed on our almost sleep episode. Do we ever have a real sleep episode? We had a pseudo no. sleep episode. Hmm. Well, you know, there's a lot going on in your body that has to do with what 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 time and place your body thinks it's in. This is why jet lag is complicated. And that there are cues that we get from things like, obviously, how much we slept, when we slept. But then, like, when, when we eat, uh, and it's most especially, like, our exposure to sunlight. As right. we've talked about, you like to get that room nice and dark. You, you black out all the light you can, you're going to sleep better. But the other thing is, and, yeah, we did talk about this once before, I think. Um, you know, so, so I think it's one of those, well, what's Stallman call it? A backronym? I'm not sure what Stallman stands for. It's not too... Got nothing, but uh, it's a backronym, I guess. Sad, seasonally affective disorder. So some people, owing to the extreme lack of sunlight in certain climates in the winter, get a, I guess it's a lowercase d form of depression. Right. Where because you're not exposed to that light, uh, it, it it starts to bum you out, and uh, you know I guess this is a different flavor of what under more uh, extreme conditions you could call cabin fever, right? Where you're yeah. like. But uh, actually, it's not related at all. But but the point is that, you know, 
if you're if you're like me and you're this troglodyte living in this filthy, filthy cave Ugh. that I'm in all day, Ugh. I don't get, I, I got a crack. It's like an oubliette, right? I'm like in Bane's prison. I get this little bit of light coming through the top. The key is not to use the rope, no spoilers. But the thing is, I, I, I picked up this light and it provides this very bright uh, blue light that is the, has the quality of sunlight without the UV rays. And so people have been using these for years and uh, people with seasonal affective disorder will use it and apparently it helps them a lot. According to Phillips, in as little as 15 minutes a day, I've been doing it a lot more. So if I sound a little bit uh, keyed up, it's probably because of my blue light. You're getting better lighting. Mm. Yeah, I'm a little confused. I turned off my other lights so that so that the, the blue light gets precedence. I don't know if there's a cascade, but that's what I'm trying. Anyhow, uh, I can't tell if this thing's making me feel better yet, but it's certainly extremely bright. I'll send you a link. I'll send you. A th- I, I got yeah, it. Yeah, we'll put it in there. But uh, yeah, I'm intrigued because I there I have known people who get like really bummed out. I hate you know depression to me is a term of art. I want to use it carefully, but I know people who get pretty blue um, in the wintertime. You ever known people like that? Well, uh, not not personally, but I've known about it. I've read about it. Do you get it? No, not in Florida. You don't. No, There's not in Texas blue either. Light. That's true. You just look up and there's all the light in the sky. Hmm. Yeah. Boy, I don't miss that light. Let's not. <laughs> let's not get started. Yeah. But what but does that called, mean in 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 the city where you are? Yeah. It does get damp and cold and and rainy. Well, San Francisco is unusual in almost every conceivable way. Um. Really, just across the board. But you know, to repeat something, most people probably know because everybody knows everything about San Francisco. The, the climate here is really unusual. And one of the things that happens is in the summertime, it, so most days in San Francisco, I think if you were to do a, a median, not even a mean, if you were to do a median, I think you would find that out of 365 days, it's just about 55 degrees and mostly cloudy almost every day, which I happen to love. That's how I like to dress. It's how I like to do. It's, that's, that's my range. I was partly, I was unhappy in the state that cannot be named because I was so Gosh darn hot all the time. And, I, and dude, I get sunburned like walking through a parking lot. Like I am really fair um, and, and reasonable and just. But I, I, I definitely burn. <laughs> so, you know, in San Francisco, the funny part is it does get a lot colder in starting in June and then July and August are pretty awful. And I'm in the western part of town where the fog doesn't clear. Like basically the fog sweeps in from the Pacific over my Western neighborhood. And if you can imagine, like I'm showing you my hand right now, I'm moving left and right. It, it, it clears in the uh, Eastern part of the city, but not so much in the Western part. So we, there are times where for, uh, it feels like maybe six weeks, you just don't get any sunlight. Yeah. And there's is that, one- is there a certain amount of time that it takes to get this disorder that people have? Like, can, do, do you, do you become, like, is it a day without the sunlight or it has to be like five weeks? That's or a good question. I think I, I don't know much about it. I haven't even Wikipedia um, seasonally affective disorder, but I'm aware of it. And I've had friends that had it and this kind of thing helped a lot. But I have to say that, you know, in the whatever 13 years I've lived here, there was only a couple summers I can think of and summer meaning like winter in our case, uh, where I remember being like, oh, my God this is the worst. I hate this. It was, I remember, I think it might've been 2001 
or two, but it was, I was either working remotely or I'd been fired at that point. In any mm. case, I was definitely in this filthy chair in the same room, you know, in the same cloudy um, climate. It was just unrelenting, unrelenting, you know, and you know how like when it first rains, you're like, hey, it's rain. We need the rain. It's good for farmers. And you're really into the rain for a day and kind of into it for three days. But then it like rains for two weeks and you want to stab somebody. It's kind of like that with this. When it gets cold, hey, it's fun. It's sweater weather. But it really is true. Like if you don't get, you know, if you can't occasionally get some sun on your face, it's really Ugh, it's just no fun. Yeah. So I'm trying this thing out. Uh, it was more costly than I would have liked, but it does, it has a, it has a timer and things like that. So I'm going to try it. And I'll, I'll let you know. So I don't consider myself a depressed person. No, uh, you don't. Well, you don't strike me as one, but you. You, people thank don't you. always know you could be suffering in silence. Mm, I don't think I've ever done anything in silence. <laughs> you think I'm manic? Don't answer that. <laughs> no. You could be monopolar, right? I might be monopolar. One, one pole? Mm. Can you be tripolar? <laughs> Only if you know two other men. Wow. Yeah. Many points of articulation. <laughs> so anyway, I'm trying out the uh, Philips Go Light Blue light therapy device. Oh, <laughs> nice. On Amazon.com. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know what? I can't tell. Is, it, is it actually blue? Like when it shines, you're saying it's blue like uh, like it looks blue. Oh, God, I want, to, I want to take a photo. It's really, it's, I've got it on the brightest setting, which is probably not smart. I might be getting retinal damage. According to the booklet from Philips, it, it will not damage your eyes unless you already have eye problems, and that's not their problem. How close is it to, to your, do you point it at your face or at your body? Well, here's the thing. Uh, right now, it's, you know what, i got to move this. It, it was pointed, usually they say you just need it in your peripheral vision is all you need, and you get all you need from the peripheral. But yeah, I feel, I just moved away from my eyes and I feel better. Except I can see the LEDs now when I just blink my eyes. Do you see that? Yeah. Yeah. You should look at the photograph on the Amazon page. Okay. Yeah. And you can see, um, in, in reality, you, you, can't, you actually can't read that screen be, very well because it's, it's extremely bright. So I'm giving it a try. Now, here's what's great about this. I, I, I love these kinds of things. You know, like in the ads for like the antidepressant thing and they're like, you know, um, <laughs> side effects may include desire to harm yourself, suicide, da, da, da. you're like, what? Yeah. Wait a minute. Wind that back. So this is great. So here's the product features on this, on the Philips Go Light Blue Light Therapy device. Seems repetitive. Mm -hmm. um, it's portable and rechargeable. It's got a sleek, new compact design. It's got new diffusion optics, wider treatment field, fully programmable, not to be used by people with bipolar disorder. So I guess, I don't know, if you've got the bipolar, maybe blue LEDs make you flip out. Maybe it uh, gives you a secondary mutation. Oh. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Well, I hope that you're not, you know how you have a tendency to over, overdo things like with the soda stream, mm -hmm. the amount of carbonation that you put in, is that one or is that just a mouth effect? No, that's my, that was, that was my fisher. <laughs> Your yeah, it was, it was, uh, Jesus said that I will make you fishers of men, <laughs> but you know, so I hope you're not overdoing this. Like you're. Do they give you I, guidelines? You know what? I'm kind of overdoing it a little bit. The hour timer will go off and then I'll flip it back on. I figure at first, it's like when you're going to take uh, certain kinds of drugs. They give you, uh, oh shoot, what do they call it? A uh, Like an activation dose or whatever it's called, where you take like a, a whole bunch more. Like, like, you know, the first time you take acid, you should take 10 times as much. And that's not accurate. <laughs> acid is not to be used by people with bipolar disorder. But uh, no, I'm trying it. And they say it may take a week to feel the effects, but I feel pretty good. I've also been 
slavishly using my uh, my sleep alarm clock thing. This is that, Dan. Do you think this is what people tune in for? This is actually, I think, the kind of thing. Yes. Well, I will tell you why. Uh, this is what they call a uh, back row excuse is, is that I think this does have to do with these things. Cause I think one reason that people are not great with the light stuff or not great with the work stuff, not great with the everything stuff is that they are, their body's all messed up. You know, you eat crappy food all day, you eat crappy you, food, you get bad sleep. You don't get enough sleep. sleep. You don't get in the sun. And, and as we said before, here, here's the other problem. I mean, and again, this is part, a big part of what causes things like jet lag is that the, the, the sun is a terrific cue. This is going to sound kind of obvious unless it's not obvious. The sun is a terrific cue for when it's daytime and when it's nighttime. And if you spend your entire day, and by day, I mean waking lit hours, if you spend almost all of that day in a room with a with a CRT device and like you or a uh, LED screen and you like a CRT listen to me and you don't you don't go outside and stuff your body doesn't really know what time it is so we do you go home and you watch TV and that bright blue light of the TV shines in your eyes right. and you try to sleep in an overlit room you know listening to uh you know whatever uh, Swedish death metal or whatever well you know that's bad but in my experience the part that makes it worse is that it feels unsolvable, intractable. And the more tired you are, the, the less likely you are to think, oh, there's a solution for this, which is I, to be less tired, I have to sleep more. Well, I can't. I've got too much to do. You know, uh, Funny thing with uh, people who get started with getting things done, which is copyright uh, David Co. 2001. Oh, wait, you didn't, didn't you hmm? contribute to, to that or ghost? ghost I think I, contrib- I contributed heavily to that, but I don't okay. really get credited with it. But the um, one of the funny things is people go, ah, I'm losing it. Like everything's so disorganized and I don't know what I'm doing and ah, I'm confused. And you tell them like, well, you know, there's this book that you should check out because it, it may be the only truly useful self-help book I've ever read. It's really, really good. But here's the thing to do getting things done. Like you're going to have to, in, in the closest thing I could think of to an actual like reboot, you're going to have to turn off the power and then turn it back on. And that means you're going to have to take just about, when I say literally everything in your life, like literally everything in your life that's not where it needs to be forever, in, in David Allen's words, you put that in an inbox. Well, if it's a boat, you write boat on an index card or piece of paper. You right. throw it in your inbox. Because that's something, if, if there's anything about that boat, oh, does that, does that boat need to be maintained in the next year? Does that boat uh, need to be fueled up? Should that boat be sold? Are you worried the boat might get stolen? If there's any part of anything having to do with boat, like you're carrying that around in your brain all the time with 10,000 other things because it's not where it needs to be. And having those cycles burning is what makes you a crazy person and what makes you feel like it's inescapable. Like you're never going to get away from that feeling of being overwhelmed. But, you know, the, the, the truth is that if you want to do an implementation of getting things done, you kind of, you do have to start over. He suggests, for example, like, oh, you got a calendar you like? Well, grab that calendar and throw that in the inbox because how good's that calendar been to you in the last year? Right. Like you need to start that over too. Um, And it really, it starts with you processing every bit, you know, every little bit, every like one, (laughs) every single little piece of information, computer-like and deciding what you're going to do with it. But, But of course the resistance is, when do you turn to something like getting things done? You turn to it at the time when you are most completely overwhelmed and never in a million years would have the three to five days that it will take to really get started with that system. And so anyway, that's, that's the irony to me is, but like once you do it, you know, it's like going to detox. 
like if you're like a raging blackout alcoholic, you certainly don't have time to go to rehab because you got to get drunk, right? And in this instance, if if you don't take that time, you're never going to get out of that morass in the way that this can help you. And I, I think the same thing happens with food and sleep. And you're and, and then that's you get the depressed. thing is if you if you think about the way that human beings lived for thousands of years, mm-hmm. assuming that they were in a situation where they could get the food that they need, I mean. They woke up when the sun came up. They went to sleep when it went down. They, you know, not all of them, but the majority of them lived in climates where there was sun a lot of the year. They lived in very small, close-knit communities where they knew pretty much everybody that they interacted with for their whole life. You know, they didn't have computers to stare at. The only artificial light that they ever had wasn't artificial. It was just a fire. You know, it's such a different world that we live in today and and this is what's killing us. This is what's giving us diseases and problems that we have is that we force ourselves constantly into unnatural situations. I'm not saying I don't like them. Like I like the unnatural situations that we're in. And that's so does everybody. And that's why we keep doing it. But it's it's at the detriment of our health. Mm-hmm. You know, we sit and we watch a, a TV show or we turn on a light in the kitchen. Um, and and it's, things as simple as that are actually harming us. They're throwing off our our circadian rhythm as you, as you would say as i say they're messing they're messing with us they're they're doing things that we don't really understand the full effects of it but everybody seems to have some kind of problems and I'm, maybe that's just part of being alive sure but there there are so many studies out there that show that the kind of light the duration of light the way we have our diets what we're eating how we're eating when we're eating forget the paleo stuff or not right just mm-hmm. the fact that most people like skip breakfast eat a weird, you know, unhealthy lunch and gorge themselves at dinner and snack all night. Like they're up until 10. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's what we do. And then they're up until like 11, 12 o'clock at night and they wake up at 630 in the morning. They're always under fluorescent light. They're always under unnatural light. You know, if, if you were to, if you were to pretend you had no power, I'm not suggesting anyone really do this, but pretend you have no power on. Like, when do you think you'd wake up and go to bed? You, you know, you'd, it's sundown. You kind of curl up by the fire and go to sleep. Like that's what you would do. That's what would be natural. And you know what? You'd feel tired. You wouldn't say, well, I want to see what's on HBO first. Mm-hmm. Another board is boardwalk. Do we DVR boardwalk empire? You don't have those distractions or those problems. You just, you do something And then you natural, think about like, like, oh my gosh, I want to make sure I paid the cable bill. Yeah. Oh, I better use a computer. You, then you're laying then, in bed. No, with you the, get into that. You get in. Then the thing is, once you let your mind go into that direction, yeah, I don't mean to derail you, but like part of the problem is you're not just going to watch HBO. Like you're either self-medicating some kind of thing that tells you it's not time to go to sleep, which it really is, or you're going to find a chain of distractions and existential rat holes that will take you away from your most essential job at 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, which is going to sleep. You know, it's, it's, and, and, and like, it's funny because if I wake up in the middle of the night and feel anxiety, or something, um, which, which happens to me. That one way that I talk myself down from that, not out of it, but down from that, is is to try and take a step back and say, wait a minute, what am I going to do about this right now? Like, is there something I can do? Could I go, like, if it's an OCD thing, well, let me just go check that the burners are off, and then maybe that'll make me feel better. But the thing is, if you wake up and have some kind of basic anxiety about life, um, and I'm not saying this is easy to get rid of because there's certainly people who suffer from things like insomnia. I, I'm not trying to d- diminish the severity and painfulness of that. But something I tell myself is, no, 
Your job right now is to sleep. The only job you have in the entire world right now is to sleep. Because if you don't do that job well, you will not do any other job well. Right. But that's not what happens. Most of us will sit there. Instead, that anxiety feeds itself. You get into the positive feedback loop, and then that problem goes around. And, and you really nailed it, though, when you said, what was the phrase you used, like artificial environment or like uh, you put yourself in, what was the phrase you used? We put ourselves in these... What did you say? Did you say artificial environments? Yeah. Well, I mean, the irony is not lost on me that I'm a person uh, who takes medicine for ADD. Uh, I drink coffee <laughs> and I bought a goddamn blue light to, to make a sun. In my <laughs> a false sun. And, there's, and, not, there's not a single <laughs> element of this that is natural. <laughs> right. I, and I, I, if I were going to, to really uh, listen to my better atavistic angels, I would go somewhere and, and wear a skin and go out and try to, you know, hunt raccoons or something, I guess. I don't know. But, you know, I think you're right. Yeah, there's something really enjoyable about, there are a lot of very enjoyable things about modern life and a lot of things about modern life that are extremely difficult to shake. As somebody who tried to... uh, That's what I mean. We like doing this stuff, right? Yes. Yes. And why, you know, why why shouldn't I use the iPad a little longer? You know, why shouldn't I have a second? Now it's not enough that you have one TV screen. You need a second screen or a third. Yeah, but you know, the thing that I think about and I worry about with things like medication or things like any sort of artificial environment is like, I just want to stipulate, I don't want to be reductive here. I'm not, I'm not saying that like, oh, I want to strip away all of these modern things and, and become, you know, not a Luddite, but I, I oh, I want to become natural. And because like, ugh, like, good luck, good luck with that. But at the same time, I don't want to become Elvis. And uh, in, in his... Uh, Really, really unfair, mostly kind of pimped up biography. Uh, what's the guy's name? Albert, uh, no, not Albert Speer. <laughs> what's Al- Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks's uh, biography of Elvis, which is quite a page turner. Occurred to me <laughs> his name. He's the guy who did the John Lennon one. You know, that guy did the hatchet job. Oh, right. Yeah. But he describes like Elvis getting ready to go on stage. The whole first chapter, which is very well done, even though I don't know how much of it's true, but it's describing Elvis getting ready to go on stage in one of his, you know, later shows. And he's like being strapped into his man corset and he's, you know, but they give him, Dr. Nick is giving him this cocktail of, uh, of prescriptions that's mind boggling. And apparently this is true. And I think Dr. Nick ran a little, Dr. Nick for uh, Simpsons fans, by the way, is actually the name Dr. Nicopolis, I think was Elvis's physician who very freely prescribed him anything and everything. And it was not unusual for, for, you know, within a fairly short period of time, I think maybe even at the same time, he, Elvis would have uppers and downers. He might've been, I know he was taking things like laxatives because if you start taking, you know, opiates, uh, you know, you can't poop anymore. So he was having laxatives, maybe diuretics, just huge doses of vitamins. But, you know, he'd gotten into this, apparently, he'd gotten into this world where he'd introduced so much crazy stuff into his life that he then tried to regulate that with more crazy stuff. This is something alcoholics talk about, too, is you try and fix this problem of being an alcoholic by having more alcohol. Or as I used to talk about in the productivity racket, that there are so many things in the world of productivity porn that are the equivalent of drinking salt water, which as, as any... Any, any semen can tell you mm. the last thing you want to do when you're out of fresh water is start drinking salt water because it seems like regular water, right? You, I'm just going to drink this water. But the thing is, the more that water you drink, the thirstier you will get. So what do you do? You drink more salt water. I just, I can't think of a more perfect analogy yeah. for so many things that go wrong. And 
and I think in the artificial environments that we willfully or unintentionally put ourselves into, the solution for those things is antithetical to what we really need. Mm. Um, there's an old old saw that I've heard other people repeat that I happen to agree, which is if you don't know what you want, it's probably sleep. And next time you're like going, eh, do I want to eat? Do I want to win? Do I want to play the video game? You, like, Think about it. And the chances are you probably need a nap. And that's <laughs> the last thing in the world that you're going to do if you're being all monkey balls and worrying about like what you should be doing. And I think the same thing happens, especially with work and with stress, which is that when you start getting stressed out about something, you don't sit down like an adult and do the work. You sit there and come up with more things to be stressed out about. Otherwise you wouldn't be stressed anymore. Like very few people get stressed for five minutes in their life and never feel stressed again. And pretty soon I think the whole idea of work becomes so heavily associated with stress that if you're not stressed, it doesn't feel like work anymore. And if, if that's not the case for you guys and you think that's silly, well, you're super lucky because there are a lot of people who don't even see their situation as something that they can change. You know, I'm not saying it's anything as simple as like closing, closing your drapes and buying a blue light for your office, but. But do you have to um, close the drapes when you do it? Like, is it dark other than the light in there? I got to tell you the truth. I've, I've looked, I, I read the, uh, I read the uh, documentation and I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't know. My inclination is to think that I should have mostly the kind of yellow lights off, but but I don't know. By the way, the timer went off. My blue light went off. So if I seem depressed, just let me know. I'll turn it back on. I'll definitely tell you. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this is something we talked about a lot, but I think it's, I think it's such an enduring problem for people is the weird monkey mind thing where, you know, there's something we know we're unhappy about something or we know we're stressed out about something. We know, we know we're off kilter about something. And the approaches that we take to either not feeling bad about that or nominally trying to improve it make the problem so much worse. Yeah, that's the thing. And, and that's the weird part about this is half the stuff you wonder if half of the things that we do to try and fix one problem don't just lead to another problem. It's like people when they, they start getting health problems, well, I take this medicine. You've, you've, you've made this joke, I think, on this show before. You know, one person will do, well, I take this medicine, but this gives me high blood pressure. So I take this one to reduce the high blood pressure, oh, but yeah. that gives me indigestion. So here's the indigestion medicine, which makes me incontinent. So now I have to do that, you know, and it's like, that I'm incontinent. I'm anxious. So I have to take this. <laughs> right. to take this and now I'm depressed. So then I'm on this, you know, and it, it's, it, and all of a sudden you're taking 10 pills a day for something that who knows why I even had in the first place. Yeah. And, and again, it might be reductive to say, well, maybe you should just get out in the sunshine, but you know. It's, uh, it's funny how I'm very fortunate that, that among my myriad problems, I, my, my mental health is mostly pretty good, I think, believe it or not. But, you know, there are so many things that can be solved by taking a walk or, or just going in the sun for a while or just taking a break. I used to feel this all the time when I had office jobs and I, I never accepted it to any kind of an adult sane level. But, yeah. you know, think about when you get frustrated with, with a project or with a job and like you get so frustrated, you just keep getting more and more dug in. And, you know, you read a book about creativity and the book about creativity says, well, you know, what you need to do is everything but that. Like you need to go somewhere else for a while. No, I don't mean you need to go buy some Lance products out of the uh, snack machine. You need to go walk somewhere and be around like leaves and things like go somewhere that's not the place where you're frustrated. And the really humbling part of that is that if you do that for 10 minutes, 10 minutes in my experience, you come back a really surprisingly different person, you know, instead it's, like rejuven- it's rejuvenating in a, in a way that you can't, you can't get just from like jogging around the city block or something. 
Well, I mean, just getting away. I mean, in my case, I'm thinking about you talk, you know, you and I are both um, not big fans of artificial lighting. Right. And, you know, I think about being in a cube farm, um, which I've been in some version of before, or definitely in an office setting where there's a certain clamor of activity. There's an unavoidable culture. There's the smell of burnt popcorn. There's the lights and the cake in the conference room and all the things that used to drive me bananas. And, uh, you know, I, it's what the funny part of that is like, I didn't feel better by going to lunch with a bunch of people and eating barbecue. But sometimes I would feel better by going and sitting by my, I did my dot com job. I would do this a lot. I would go somewhere and like read a book during lunch and take myself completely out of that environment, which if you're really busy and really stressed, seems just, if not impossible, at least extremely self-involved and unpractical, right? I mean, at the time when you're most fitful about finishing a project or you're late and it's three in the morning, like the, the last thing you think of is to like go to sleep because you can't, you're all keyed up and you hate yourself. And so you punish yourself by saying, go work harder and stay up later. And for me, that invariably makes it worse, worse, worse. Because now what? I wake up the next day, I've had three hours of sleep. I haven't really slept. I haven't really worked. I haven't really eaten. I haven't really done anything, but try to beat myself up because this thing didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. Mm. Um, but, you know, I, that, that uh, boy from, from way back, that idea of the lizard brain, that there's this thing, I don't know what is it, what it is that kicks in with us that we try and address a problem by doing something that makes it worse and then think it's not working. So we do it twice as hard. <laughs> I think we do that with beating up on ourselves. I think we do that, you know, the sleep thing, I, you know, I can't get away from the sleep thing. I, if, if this is not interesting to listeners, I apologize because it's probably really boring if you don't, haven't seen this difference in your life. But, um, wasn't, man, it, wasn't it Albert Einstein? Who, I'm sure I got this wrong, but was talking about like being crazy is doing the same thing over and over and expecting it to expecting different results. Isn't that the quote? Yeah, he's been credited with that. And I, I think, yeah, I, I, talk, I, I absolutely agree that that's true. You don't solve but we a problem. We do that. Think doing, about our and, life. Like I do that all the time. I'm like, why isn't this working? Do it again. <laughs> and that becomes like your, your routine almost of like repeat until you realize it. Maybe you're lucky. You realize it. You, try we to, also, you, buy a you also light. become a, a little bit like the, the, that pecking pigeon. Who's that? Not Piaget. Who was that? But whoever the behavioral was, a Skinner, I guess. But you, um, but you know, you pecked on this button this one time and a pellet fell out. And maybe on another occasion you pecked on it and a pellet fell out. You know, we're creatures of habit and condition. And so we notice patterns of when I did this thing, that thing happened. You know, it's why gambling works. Gambling works because, and this is well known, well documented, that you know, the dopamine burst you get when you get a quarter out of the nickel slot machine <laughs> right. is what keeps you going. Right. It's that intermittent reward that keeps you going. Um, if you never, ever, ever won at slot machines, if you play slot machines for five years and never won, you probably wouldn't keep playing it. And it has nothing to do with money. It has everything to do with feeling like you got to win. We joked a long time ago about when you first have a kid and you just want it to sleep and you rock yes. it these different ways. Yes. and. And like I've said, like I said that one time, you know, the, your move stops working and now you're all frustrated. You're mad at the kid. You're mad at the move. I think that's a pattern that's applicable to lots of things where you might say, um, oh, you know, I made a poop joke one time at work and everybody laughed. And so now I keep making poop jokes and now everybody thinks I'm the poop joke guy. And now no one thinks I'm funny. Like, well, it worked that one time, but uh, I'm thinking specifically here of my daughter. You, you don't want to do that all the time even though it worked that one time, there may be times, think about this, think about like if you grew up in a house where every situation leads to yelling, 
or passive aggression mm. or door slamming and mm. you grow up with that, that's a very close association. I'm not a psychologist, but I mean, I think that's, it's just like training a dog. I mean, if, if you keep associating one thing with another thing, they're going to be intractably linked together. I don't know. I'm intrigued by that, uh, to quote myself, I'm intrigued by that idea, though, of thinking that stress is so closely associated with work that you can't do work unless it's stressful. Otherwise, it feels like you're not working. Yeah. You, just, have you ever felt that? Yeah, like it, it, it's somehow going in and the idea that you're going in and enjoying what you do, that can't be work because you shouldn't, you shouldn't really like what you do. You or, shouldn't really... or even simply not hating what you do. Right. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the fact that is, and you know, people are like this in all kinds of situations. People can be like this in their relationships too. That like, if they're not fighting with somebody, you know, then, well, obviously this doesn't count. If they're mm-hmm. not hating their job, like then they're, they're not, they're not in the right job. They should be hating it. Should be making more money and hating it more. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, I feel like I've, I've known at least a handful of people who don't seem comfortable when anything is in stasis. I think this is probably true of a lot of people like entrepreneurs. Like they're, they're worried that they're like the shark who, who has to keep swimming. It seems like there are some people who don't feel alive until they have tumult in their life or what some people call stress addicts, for example, where like you're either quitting a job or you're getting a job or you're not just like having a job. You're not just having a relationship. You know, you knew, you certainly know people where their life is a constant series of dramas. There's yes. always somebody who's doing them wrong. Right. There's always some Victims. situation that's been visited. Drama queens. And um, uh, I don't know. It's, I, it's, it, it seems to me like if you if are in an environment where that becomes your SOP and you're surrounded by people that also do that, it's, it's almost impossible not to be drawn into that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, if you're, if you're the one person in a meeting who's not freaking out, it's going to seem like you're tuned out. If everybody else in the meeting always freaks out at the meeting, um, or really anything, if you do anything that's different from everybody else, it, you're not going to fit into the culture there. And uh, for that matter, when you start at that job, you're going to quickly learn that this is the way that people behave. This is the way, this is the way we talk at lunch. This is the way we do our thing. This is the way we water the lawn, whatever. I think I'm singing a children's song. I like it. Yeah. You want to talk about something you like? Can we do the Squarespace one? Yeah, go. Well, it's our first sponsor, squarespace.com. We just got off the phone with them. Oh, is that call over? Call is over. I was in on part of the call and then I left to uh, to go do the show. And, this uh, is not, Mrs. Nyborg, please listen closely. <laughs> Nyborg. Have a moment. Nyborg. When would Nyborg Patel? <laughs> so uh, we're. I was talking to little Ryan. They're doing well. They're enjoying... Uh, Enjoying the shows. So let's tell you about what... Have they got power? Oh, yeah, they got power. Everything's back. Everything's, uh, everything's back. What I wanted to tell you about is what, you know, a lot of people, I think, think Squarespace is, you know, oh, you want to go make a blog. But it's way, it's way more than that. It's way more than that. They do amazing... First of all, their layout stuff that they have, Merlin, is really, really slick. You go in there, you build a site just by dragging and dropping stuff. Unless you're like super code retentive and then you can use SFTP, you can use Git, you can do all Did this stuff. Did you just stuff. say code retentive? Is that what I said? I, I hope so. I think that's what I meant. Okay, sorry. But you can add, you can, or you can just go in and add blocks of content. You can add, fo- and this is, this is one of the things that they do that's really nice is you can build portfolios with that. You can build portfolios of your work. Say you're a designer, you're an architect, you have photos. It doesn't matter. You can build these really, really amazing amazing galleries 
It's so cool. And the best part of it is that for people like me, I don't want to do design anymore. I don't want to worry about that kind of thing. All I want to do is have something that's going to work. And you know, you know my pet peeve I've been ranting about mm-hmm. is that I don't like it when you get a, a weird mobile version of a website. Just show me the yes. real site. And you can get around that by having responsive design. And that's what all of their built-in templates have, or templates, as you say. Mm-hmm. They have responsive design built in. What does that mean? That means you have one site, you have one design, and when you look at it in iOS, it looks really, really good. When you look at it on a Mac, it looks good. Maybe it looks good on a PC too. Why not? But it doesn't matter. And it resizes gracefully depending on how big the browser is. All of this stuff just happens automatically. It's built into their templates. They have award-winning 24-hour customer support. They respond within minutes. They have tons of these really cool online workshops that walk you through everything you need to know. And it's really great. And, uh, but you know what? You have to pay for it, Merlin. Is that bad? With, with money and stuff? With real money. Hmm. Um, you sign up and you pay $10 a month. That's for their standard plan. $20 a month does their unlimited plan. If you sign up for a year, 20% off. Two years, 25% off. You get a free domain with those two. Uh, and you just, you, you just try it. Just try it out. And here's the thing. We have a special coupon. So do, do you know what like this a, one is? Like, is it something like an offer code? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's almost almost the same concept hmm. as an offer code. And you know that this is Thanksgiving month, right? Yeah, it's the month of 11. <laughs> do you know what? the? They'll get 10% off if they use the code broasted bird. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not know this? Did you not? Bro- I was not invited to that meeting. Broasted bird. Broasted bird. Broasted. Broasted bird. That's a brilliant roast. That's a great, <laughs> so that's a great offer code, Dan. <laughs> They'll get 10% off. One word, no spaces, all yeah, feathers? Yeah, all feathers. Roasted bird. <laughs> and then, so go to squarespace.com <laughs> slash my day. back to work. Bird. Squarespace.com slash back to work. Thank you. Thanks thanks to Squarespace for um, supporting 5x5 supporting five five and back to work. That's the end of the spot, right? Yeah, that's when it can end. I also want to mention they've added two really cool new templates, Aviator <laughs> and, and, uh, and Devlin. I put those in uh, show notes. They've been doing more of these these awesome, super graphical, like business-friendly ones that yeah. I, I think, personally, I think it's, I don't say overdue, but it's really nice to see them added. It, they do not look like blocks. They look like, you know, it drives you bananas when you're, you're visiting a town or somewhere and you want to see, does this, what's this restaurant like? When are they open? And it, like a big blank page comes up because it's all flash. No offense. But like, these are beautiful, responsive things that you could, you could be using for your business. Like, uh, you know, uh, my friend Joel's uh, wife, who I'll call Mildred, makes soap. Like, this is the kind of thing that she could uh, put up with her, with her soaps. Spot's over. I told her she should try rest. It's not funny. Um, I think I made an API joke. Over? Roasted. Roasted bird. <laughs> no spaces. No. Hmm. I'm gonna turn my light back on. Do you feel like when when you turn it on, do you feel a difference somehow? Do you feel something? Does something change? Candidly, I feel like my eyes really, really hurt. They said some people get headaches. I think the headaches might come from the light being extremely bright. No, so let me ask you this. Is is it the fact, like, do you have, and this seems like a silly question. Maybe you already sort of answered this. You have to see the light. Like, it's not that it's, your skin is absorbing it. I think you're asking a very good question. Could you, I thought about bringing it into the bathroom when I take a shower. I don't think it's going to work because I'd have to wet my light. No, it has to be in your field of vision and preferably near the periphery. Hmm. Periphery. 
Like in and, uh, that Star Trek movie where all the, there was a bright light shining around the, every corner. I think you're thinking of the Genesis device. <laughs> By the book. <laughs> How long will it take to repair the warp drives? Is that the one with the, was that the, one with the whales? Um, no, no, that's the one with Khan. Did I ever tell you I saw Dean Stockwell at the Stockman? Did I ever tell you I saw Dean Stockwell? At the He's Monterey the guy that invented the Segway, right? Mm-hmm. Sings Blue Velvet. Are you talking about the denim guy, Mr. Double Denim? Yeah, Double Down. Whenever my wife sees somebody wearing uh, two different denim, she calls, she says, that don't do that. It looks too Jean Jean. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of, first of all, I'm not like a fan of denim. denim shirt at all. Apparently that's back in style now. Uh, however, uh, I, there's a lot of stuff from the 80s that should have stayed gone that's back now. Hmm. You know, I'm very, I'm very, I am, uh, I'm not a snappy dresser, Dan. I'm going to be you honest. I disagree. I think you got a great thing going. Thank you, Dan. I, hmm, I, uh, I'm very, uh, I'm very conscious of this. I don't, I like to have contrast. As you say, contrast. Right. I like, like you to, don't want to like, wear like a blue shirt with a blue pair of dungarees. No, my dungarees, I have five pairs of dungarees <laughs> and then I've got some shirts. And I, the thing is, I, I like to mix it up a little bit. I don't want to wear something that's, that's not going to be a, a good contrast. Yeah, and I think when you, but you know, that guy helps people. He has like uh, talking wheelchairs and stuff, so we shouldn't say anything. <sighs> um, hmm. I've never done any light tree. I'll, I will tell you about one light experience that I had that was maybe is kind of like yours. Yes. Um, if you remember when I first started 5x5, five five, I did a lot of this sort of video stuff. There's a wonderful, we should put into the show notes. There's an episode with uh, uh, Merlin Mann and uh, mm. Jeffrey Veen. Mm. And it was on oh, episode- my crappy webcam. I'm sorry about that. Well, it was an episode of the conversation. It was episode, I believe, number 27 it's entitled classic. Missionless Statements, 56 minutes of Merlin Mann and Jeffrey Veen. And I don't know if the video is still around anymore. I think it's not. But back in those days, I used to do video and the office that I was in in, in my house was horrible for the purposes of doing any kind of video and I needed better lighting. So I bought one of these. I'm sure that a photographer or videographer type person would know exactly what these are, but it's, there's like two bulbs in, enclosed in a sort of a white key light, something like that. Yeah. And the bulbs that they give you are these pure white fluorescent bulbs. And I'm, I mean, I should have known because I'm really sensitive to like fluorescent light. Like I'll get a bad headache and in, in, in some cases a full migraine, like ocular migraine. Um, and I, I, I got this thing and I plugged it in. I was in there and I wound up having to do like we're going to do today, a few back-to-back shows. I had to do a couple back, two, three back-to-back shows. And at the end of it, I had the worst headache of my entire life. Mm. I couldn't, I mean, and for like three or four days after that, I had the worst like eye strain and headache and like couldn't, it was really, really bad. And I asked my eye doctor about it and he's like, yeah, some wavelengths might bother people, but. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a cartoon be, character. Yeah. But it should be fine. I mean, you shouldn't see it. I'm like, I feel like I can't open my eyes without any pain. I hate it when doctors say BS. That drives yeah. me crazy. I'm sorry. That, yeah. that, that That's crazy making. He should go in there like a gentleman and explain what your problem is. That's messed up. That was a problem. But anyway, I, I, so that's my, I don't think that's the same kind of light therapy you're doing though. Well, I mean, see, I, it sounds I, I, a little not, bit different. Not to be all uh, Marco Arment, but like, I got to tell you for years, those <laughs> CFL bulbs have made me like a crazy person. I, the, the, I, I know, I know, relax, right to Dan. I know they're better now, but still, I, what is I, the always, C, which one is the C, a compact fluorescent? That's what these were. 
These were yeah, yeah. these, but they were super bright. These were like they, they're the ones that look like uh, dangerous butt plugs. Yeah, thousand watt bulbs yes. inside of this. You thing. check Worse. the wattage and you check the uh, temperature. Now, finally, it will often tell you what the temperature is on the bulb. Now, my problem was for a long time with CFLs. I think I might be more. You know what, Dan? I I'm not as as bat crap insane as you, but I think I'm heavily affected by lighting. Like right now. There's hardly any lights on in here, notwithstanding my blue light. But I, I was the same way. We joked about this again forever ago, probably episode five. Like I used to always turn the lights off in my office. I finally unscrewed. I think you did this too. You unscrew the you fluorescent lights and you the janitor's to. like, oh my God, danger, danger. And I keep coming back and screwing it back in. Yeah. And I would have, I would bring in two or three little lamps with like 40 watt, 60 watt bulbs in them because I would, okay, here's one thing. I would much rather have, unless I'm reading if I'm working on a computer, I would much rather have three small lights with medium wattage bulbs mm-hmm. than like one harsh, you know, like 100 or 150. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's for reading. I like a nice bright light. Well, it's got a bluish, you know, makes it easier to read. You know, well, our audience know what we're talking about. These are nerds, right? They know what we mean by color temperature, right? Mm-hmm. So when we talk about something like the like the light that comes out of the sky, when it's very sunny out, it's a very on the continuum is a very bluish blue white kind of like intense blue light right and the lighting that you have you know more at, at uh later in the day at, at, at uh twilight or, or dusk is much warmer so more warmer light you know more of a reddish orangish something like that right now the cfls when, when the first cfls i bought i think they were 150 dollars each and they made everyone look like they had jaundice they and it used to just drive me nuts but now i've gone the other way and i've accidentally bought those ones that are way too blue and it looks like your dad's workshop or something. Hmm. They've gotten better. But, you know, I still, I'm totally stocked up. I, I have like, I don't want to say this because I don't want to expose myself to potential, you know, trouble. But because uh, these are going to get hard to find, I think. I've got, I've got a whole stockpile of 200 watt bulbs. Oh, like the, the original ones? Oh, yeah. Old school. They suck energy like a, oh, like a German whore. They, they, are, they, they take so much energy, but you get 200 watts. And if you have the eyes like I've got, buddy, you want that, you want that light. And, uh, and so that's, that's how I do. But now, see, I, you know, now you go in a hotel. I go in, not, not to talk about hotels again, except to talk about hotels. You go into one of these rooms, and of course, because they're green, it's all those CFL bulbs. I'll turn on every single light in the place, including the bathroom, and I still can't see anything. They're so dim. Anyway, I'm not sure what the point of this is. But um, I, I, I think this is the kind of thing that can really... Like that one thing I just said a minute ago. If, if you have... Um, well, like, look at anybody who's a professional photographer. This is a rat hole. But if when you, whenever you take photographs of somebody, you have multiple sources of light on that person. Mm-hmm. Because why? Because otherwise, it looks like an interrogation room. Right. And they have to be, they have to have the, the right kind of lighting behind them. They, everything has to be lit appropriately. Right. But like I always try to tell my family, this is why everybody in your photos looks like ghosts. Because you have the default flash on all the way. And you take pictures of people in the dark and they look scared. You see a black background <laughs> and a white-faced person. I think having that diffuse lighting in a room, it makes me feel so much more calm. Like when I go into an office, like I, I, I guess it brings back sense memories for me. But if like we take our kid to the doctor or something, and uh, I'm not a big fan of doctor's offices to begin with, but you go into one of those buildings and you go up the elevator and then that hallway that smells a little bit like carpeting and plastic. And then you go in and there's the slightly antiseptic smell and all those metal surfaces and then like the lighting. It's just, I don't know how you survive in that kind of Yeah, like I always think about this. I think about people like there's here in this uh, lovely office space that we uh, rent out of. 
as you walk through it, I mean, there's many, many rooms in here. There were no windows and just the fluorescent light only. But I'm talking about the old style bulbs, you know, and then people are in there. And I, like, I envy these people that can do it, even though it might be bad for them. Like, I can't spend more than 15, 10, 15 minutes under this kind of light. Mm-hmm. And then the little, the little bulbs you're talking about, the CFL bulbs, I don't do well with those either. And those, uh, you can still buy regular light bulbs. Like, they're not going away. Well, I, 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 I work closely with people at my local hardware store on this issue. And uh, I think for a while there was a California thing because, of course, it's California and everything has to be a terrible mess. Uh, and there was like a whole thing where you weren't going to even be able to buy incandescent bulbs. It might have been federal. But there was some kind of like uh, logical loophole that saved us all. And now you can have normal light bulbs like a human again. So I think I'm glad I've got 10 200-watt bulbs just in case. But um, – uh, I'm not sure what my point is. I, 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 all I know is that if I go into an environment like that, it makes me, it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. It feels like a DMV or it feels like I'm about to get an inoculation or something like that. Um, and, um, I think those bulbs have come a long way, to be honest. This is slow, it's kind of turning into build and analyze, but I think, I think that, um, I think those bulbs have come a long way, but they're still not great. You know what else I love? as long as we're opening rat holes, I love motion detectors. Well, so you can, we do this in our closets. You put, you got any of these, you put in this motion detector thing and then screw a bulb in there and it notices when you open the door and walk in and then it turns it off when you're gone. So it's built into the bulb though. No, because of dingus. Oh, okay. Cause I know they make some where it's like built into the bulb and the bulb can detect it because what if you don't have something to plug it into in, in the closet? Like there's no outlet in the closet. Yeah, our house is like something from the Middle Ages. We we have all we have are those screw it into the uh, the top ones. But like you know, for example, in our in our bedroom, we've got uh, two you know bed stands on either side with the same lamp, and uh, I've got, I put like forty watt bulbs in there because that's more than enough for being in bed. Like you know what I mean? If if I want to read, I can you know turn on a a, a more serious light. But hmm, we got we got kind of off the useful part of this, I guess. Maybe. But um. I think, be, I think being aware of the things in your environment that make you feel better or worse is so giant. It's so funny to me that like I have all these dozens of friends that are sitting there like w- spending all of their time reloading pages to find out when a, a slightly better device comes out. But at the same time, they might be sitting there in a chair that's hurting their back or sitting there at a desk that's, that's giving them repetitive stress problems. Mm-hmm. You know, um, You know, I'm a shoe tree man. I rotate my shoes and I use shoe trees. I've never enjoyed my shoes more than when I started using shoe trees. Not only do I feel like a gentleman, now now your shoes last longer. There's all these little dumb environmental things that you can do. This I, is a, for those who don't know what a shoe tree is. Shoe trees, you got to get shoe trees. It's this huge. is a little. It's a it's a what, cedar cedar uh, spring loaded dingus that you put into your shoes. Right, and the front part fresh. of it is shaped like a vaguely like a human foot. And yes. the back has a little... <laughs> like, like a horrific <laughs> a horrific prosthetic human foot. Right, like a prosthetic foot from the 20s. And, uh, and, and then the back, there's like a spring-loaded thing, and then the back has a, a little pl- plug on the end of it that pushes on the back of the shoe. It helps you remove it. Yeah, and you put this in a shoe, but what, what does this do for you? Are you honestly telling me, Dan, that there are people who don't know what shoe trees are? Yeah, I, I, th- I think, I think people who wear mostly sneakers have no idea what a shoe tree is or why you'd have one. Well, let's just Are go you directly. a sneaker guy or are you a shoe guy? 
Well, I'm a little of both. And here, but here's the thing. You're, if you, first of all, get some shoe trees. You can get these on Amazon. You get some nice cedar shoe trees, and you're going to immediately see an improvement in your quality of life. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> why? Because you're still acting like a teenager, and you wear the same stupid shoes with no arches every day, and you wear them, and they stink, and everybody knows it except you. So what you do is you get these shoe trees. And if you got shoes that, for example, like your fancy dress shoes, it's a no-brainer. You put these in there. It keeps them fresh. The cedar helps dry out, that airs them out. You get rid of moisture, you get rid of odor, you get rid of all those things, and it helps your shoes retain their shape. But if you rotate your shoes and don't wear them for more than a couple days in a row, turns out they will last much, much longer and you'll enjoy them more. And if it's rainy season, boy, you really want to do that. Yeah, it's a silly thing. I, I you know, I, I this is this is funny. Like I, I, as much as I look down my nose at life hack stuff, I think there are weird quality of life issues that like seem so stupid, but like are just so great. Like getting your knives sharpened. Like, how? Which like, one of these should I put into the show notes? These because there's a lot of oh, different. Oh, buddy, I got a pair. Oh, they're, they're costly. I buy costly ones. What's the brand? Oh, uh, like Alexander Hamilton or something. Alan Edmonds. Alan Edmonds. That's him. Old Al. Let me There's a bunch of Alan Edmonds, though. Did you know that you can search your previously purchased things on Amazon? I didn't know that. I only learned it recently, and it's been so useful to me. Trees. I also Trees. got a new toilet seat. My new toilet seat arrived. My new printer and my new toilet seat arrived today. I'm pretty pumped. Um, but what you could do, like, for example, um, but you know, one cool way to improve your life is to get your knives sharpened. That seems so stupid. You sit there and like what? If you cook a lot, like five times a week, you pick up this knife. And even if you bought like a nice knife, like you bought one of those, we got one of those costly German knives. And it's like... Hankel? Is it, a, it might be a Hankel. We got one that has copper that you can file off the end. I'm not sure why you'd want to do that, but someone explained it to me and I bought it. Off of the, the knife? You've turns f- out you can actually improve the balance or change the balance of your... I do not want to get the foodies involved. I'd oh, rather get man. the pitbull the, the foodies. Oh, God, please photograph your email and send it to Dan. Really? Nom, nom. And, uh, but you know what? Sharpening your knives, oh my God, what a huge difference this makes. Because uh, as many as anyone can tell you, a dull knife is much less safe than a sharp knife, turns out. Uh, get rid of your wire hangers and buy some decent hangers. I, I'm, you look at me. Look at me, Dan. Look how I'm dressed. I look like a hobo. But when I hang up my clothes, and I do, I put them on either a plastic or more often a wooden hanger. Hmm. They'll last you longer and you'll feel better. You'll feel like more of a person. If you take off your clothes and fold them up, yeah, these are such silly things. But I mean, boy, it's amazing how much we live with that we could sit there in that disgusting light, eating disgusting food in wet, unshoe-treed shoes. Oh. And then like, and then we like wonder why we're less such sad little monkeys. I don't know. The, the, the thing that gets lost in all the kind of, one of the many myriad important things that gets lost in all the life hack silliness is what I've always considered step zero of a life hack. And, um, and I don't know if Danny O'Brien would put it this way, the, the guy who coined the term, poor bastard. But to me, a life hack starts with an awareness that something could be better. And the life hack part of it is finding something where you get an outsized result from a small and or inelegant amount of change. Now, the inelegance could be that you write some kind of little crappy bash script that ends up saving you 10 hours a week. Like it's, it's what Danny would call a secret script. Like you'd never show somebody this Pearl script you wrote because they'd laugh at you, but it does this thing well enough. I have some said knock stuff. I, I couldn't explain it to you if I looked at it. I, I just kept doing it until it, <laughs> until it stopped breaking, but they're, they're awesome. You know? So to me though, the, every life hack thing, it doesn't start with like, what can I learn today in my RSS feed? It starts with like self-awareness. 
like life hacks to me, when you do them well and you're not a, an idiot, you start by going self-awareness. Like what is, is there something here that could be improved? And you know, it's, it's, there, uh, in that's, talking it's about investigation this, is what you're talking about. Well, second, maybe, but first is self-awareness. And, and I think this is one reason that life hack stuff and tip stuff is so appealing to us. The, the, the problematic part is sometimes we're learning about solutions that aren't really a problem. And so we, we go out looking for interesting solutions and then wondering whether we're fixing problems. Well, maybe you'd be better off spending your time, you know, fixing things that are actually problems. But I will tell you, I'll just be life hacks guy for a minute here because that's kind of what I used to do. Um, there's a wonderful book called Home Comforts that I like a lot. And it's sort of like the life hacks of, of housekeeping. It sounds really silly, but the way I learned how to wash my dishes from reading this book, I know I always make fun of the dish soap thing, but I realized I was always washing my dishes in a really stupid way. And, and the way that they talk about it in this book, it just makes so much more sense. Learning how to do stuff like iron a fitted sheet. Like, do you ever fold up your sheets and you feel like an idiot? You know, well, they never know. fold up right. Right. It's totally The fitted one is always, cur always curling up. You take five minutes and learn how to do that. I mean, stupid stuff like I've realized that as I get older and I don't see as well as I used to, like if I want to like be able to go to the can and not kill myself at two in the morning, I have to keep the hallway clear. Well, you know what that means? Now I am more careful about not leaving my crap in the hallway and the knock-on effect is we have a nicer hallway and I feel better about myself when our house looks good. That started with me not wanting to fall down. But there are things that can have these. I, it's the, the knife sharpening thing is funny because we're getting ready to go visit with some relatives. And uh, it's, a, it's a relative who's a, a chef and is great at sharpening knives. And every time, whether we remember it and go to the flea market to do it or you can get a dude on a truck to come. I can't, it's going to sound so silly, but like when you get your knives sharpened, like your life feels so much better. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like fixing a, uh, like a leaky faucet. And the, the, the uber pattern of all of this silliness, though, is... is I think it does go back to the same frustrating place as being frustrated about your job or frustrated about your lights or your sleep or whatever, which is like, you know, if you don't have the presence of mind to trace back to these things that have become automatic to you, that have become rote, like maybe it has become you're sad and you want, you want to not feel sad. So how do you reward yourself? What do you peck to get your pellet? Well, you peck that $2 snack machine and take pork rinds back to your desk mm. and then you feel worse. The worst. So now what are you going to do? It's like, Dan, it's like talking about uh, HFCS. Like, I don't know if this is true, but TJ Luoma, my friend, the technologist, he, I wish we, maybe he can tell us the link to this, but that supposedly like salt water, high fructose corn syrup actually makes you hungrier. And it's one of the reasons why eating that junk makes you so fat is because you just want to eat more of it. It's like, you're not really resolving anything. You're just, you're, you're throwing, you're throwing, um, you know, gas on the fire in some ways. And like, if you never go far enough back in that stack to find the originating cause and like what a small fix to that might be, like it'll blow your mind. You know what I mean? And then next time you pick up your knife, you don't go, ugh. Mm. The dread of having to try and cut with it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Does that yeah. sound silly? No, it doesn't. When I, was, uh, when I was in college, my answer would be to buy a new set of pairing knives at the Winn-Dixie. But now, <laughs> and some fishing lures. But, uh, but... I'm trying to think of other things that are like that. Sometimes I'll have these, back in the 43 folders day, I used to call these mosquito tasks, all these tiny lists of tiny little things that I would never stop. Sort of like, if you can imagine like a bug tracker for your house, maybe you think of it as your honey-do list or mm -hmm. your job jar if right. you're into high and lowest. Like, but there's all these little things that you can do. And if you sit down in a pass and fix a bunch of those things, oh my God, one can of WD-40 changes my life for like three days. I go around, squirt, squirt, squirt. I fix all the stuff that squeaked. 
Do you know you can use baby powder for uh, for uh, if you got a creaky floor? Did you? What's know What's wrong with like regular three in one oil? I got nothing against three in one oil. Now is that a lubricant or is that a uh, is That's that a, a, uh, it's a lubricant? Okay, now what's WD forty? Like, people get mad. If you yeah, say that it's, it's the not, other thing. Then the, the, we're going to get a lot of email from people who are saying, oh, "Don't use W forty to do." No, not a lubricant. Yeah, it's a degreaser or whatever. Don't yeah, put that on your bike chain. You're just digging yourself in now. I know. If you have squeaky boards, did you know that you could put baby powder on it? Baby and it'll make powder. It squeak. Yeah, then you clean it up. Otherwise, you'll slip. Can I tell you about something I like? God, what a weird show. Hey, Dan, tell me about something you like. Ting. 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 Do your bell. Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay. <clears throat> hey, Dan, tell me about something you like. Ting. <laughs> I, was ex- I was expecting the bell. Oh, try it again. Can I tell you about something I like? Yeah, what is it? Ting. <laughs> just, that was the same sound. No, I hit it with the other end of the night. <laughs> that's that's what I wanted. I don't know. I want to. I'm not happy with any of that. Maybe D40 here. I got. Oh, whoa! Compressed air. Hey, Dan, tell me about something you like. Ting is mobile that makes sense. This is a no BS mobile service. They they resell Sprint. Okay, so this is the way they work. They take all of the great things about the Sprint network, which actually is a really good network, by the way, and they they lay all of their own technology and infrastructure on top of it to make a service that is really, really easy to use. The first thing that they do is they have no contracts, no early termination fees, nothing like that. They give you the choice. You pick the, you create the kind of plan you want, whatever kind of, so you want like a lot of, maybe you do a lot of calls, do a lot of voice minutes. You don't text much. You can make that plan. Maybe you do the opposite. You do a lot of text. You do a lot of data. You almost want no voice. You can do that. All of these things are built separately and you can change them Whenever you want, you're not committing to something. You don't even need, if you want to talk to a person, you can. You got an 800 number on there. But if you don't ever want to talk to a person, you don't have to. All you do is you go to the site and you change the plan on demand. And if you, let's say you go over, let's say you didn't think you were going to use that much data and you use more. Well, they just bump you into the next slot. And if you wind up not using it, then they drop you down to the lower level and they credit you on your next bill. It's very fair. And they have all the regular stuff that you would want, voicemail, caller ID, they do tethering. Hotspot, all of this stuff. When you get your bill, you'll never see any like mysterious line items on it. They just charge you. They charge you what you use, plus whatever taxes they're legally required to collect. That's it. No recovery free fees, no garbage. Uh, and like I said, they got a toll free number. You can just call them. So that's it. They made a special page for us, 5x5.ting.com. And I have one of these phones. And I am, re- you know, this is the thing. You want to try this out, you want to use it. And you can do that, and you can do it without the contracts. You can do it without the headache. You can do it without any worry at all. And if you go to that URL, 5x5.ting.com, you'll get 50 bucks off your first Ting device. Oh, and you want to add a second line? Share all the minutes and everything else? It's six bucks a month. Six bucks a month per line, as many as you want. So go check it out, 5x5.ting.com, 50 bucks off, first device. That's it. I thought, sounds good. I think I'm I don't know if I have Brian, a favorite. I'm trying I think to. I'm decide. writing a Brian Eno song. Let me get the mic better. Hang on. There we go. Let's try it. Okay, so uh, I'm going to give you four. Okay, you ready? Yes. Do you think this is what people tune in for? Yes. Okay. Number one. Wait, sorry. Number one. All right. Number two. Number three. Number four. Thoughts? Number three is my favorite. 
You have chosen the CRC uh, 100% Ozone Safe Duster. Wow. You did not like the uh, Zycar uh, Triple Purified Butane, which I use for cooking. Hmm. Our thanks to uh, Ting for supporting 5 by 5 and back to work. I like that one. That's got a little little taste of the old Orient to it. I believe it's Asian American. That's what. That's a preferred nomenclature. Yeah. Um, I'm going to return to something here that's a practical component, as you say, uh, that I think can be very, very useful. And this, this, uh, forgive me if y'all have heard this on um, things like Mac Power users, but you know, I keep a lot of text files. I got to tell you, and one of the things I like to do with text files is. Well, one great thing about text files, it's it's where stuff goes for me. Some people like Evernote, some people like a whiteboard, some people like a little notebook. Those are all great things. I've used them all. But for me, I use text files because, first of all, they're very accessible when I'm on my Mac, which I'm on a lot. A Mac is a computer. I uh, They're very easily accessible through my text editor or even through things like LaunchBar, which is the thing that I use. I'm going to append to files from there. This also works with Quicksilver. I assume it works with Alfred and Butler and uh, uh, Handyman. And I'm just making these up now, but, uh, I like those. And, and there's this, I have this, this is a long, well, we'll maybe we can put this in show notes, but I, I discussed this at length in a Mac power users earlier this year, but I, uh, have this way of keywording, um, the names of files so that I can very quickly find them in notational velocity and NV alt. And one kind of file I have is, <laughs> is called B I Q N X, which sounds really silly. But if I have, let's say I have something like kitchen. B-I-Q-N-X. Or I might have something like, for example, Squarespace, B-I-Q-N-X. Now, why would I call something silly? Why would I call, why would I have a file called uh, whatever, like uh, launch bar, B-I-Q-N-X? Uh, bugs, ideas, questions, and notes. Mm. And the X is a little meta letter that means it will never be confused with an actual word. So, you know, obviously if I, if I'd used, if I'd used notes as the name of it, well, that's going to show up lots of times, but if I'm in notational velocity and I type B I Q N X, it only pulls up the files that are bugs, ideas, questions, and notes. And here's what I do. And this is a version of mosquito tasks, but if there's something that's bugging me about something, a la like a software bug, like a little thing I want to fix now, but I don't want to stop. It's not like a showstopper. Like right now we've got, uh, an Ikea lighting fixture that I want to replace with a different Ikea lighting fixture. I've already bought it. I just haven't put it up yet. I could put that on the list. That's a pretty good one. So I might have home, B-I-Q-N-X. I'm just here to tell you that like having a system like that for everything that you could be fretting about is such a great idea. And and there's really three parts to this. The, the, The first part is having a place like that, a file like that, in my case, a text file like that. The second part is using it. And then the third part is doing it. Mm-hmm. So, wow, that's really silly. Okay, and your life's going great, right? Well, no, you need things like this. <laughs> if you notice that there's a squeaky hinge, well, yes, you could go and grab the WD-40 or 3-in-1 oil or appropriate grease. But you know what you could also do is with your phone, you could add that to that really quick list. And then on, and then second, you make an, make an event or a task for yourself. And I might say on Saturday morning, I'm going to go address these things I need to do. And then third, you do it boy, that sounds so simple. Then why don't you do it? Like, why would there ever be anything in your life that's unsettled? Well, because you don't have a place to put it. 
uh, you're not, you haven't given yourself permission to notice it. You don't have anywhere to put it and then you don't actually do it. And a system as stupid and simple as that makes it easy. Now I have to say far and away, the most that I use that BIQ and X system for Mm -hmm. is for software. So whether I'm beta testing software, whether it's software that I use a lot, it could be device stuff. If I, certainly when I get a new, like really new generation of an iOS device, there's all kinds of things that would not be a task. Like, you know, play with 1080p camera on iPad mini. It's not anything I really have to do that might go onto that list. And, and the thing is, I might also go, oh, I need to reenter my information for one password, or I need to get my updated credentials for two-factor authentication to get this Google thing to work. Well, I don't want to stop what I'm doing when I'm on the bus to do that. So that goes onto that list and it's all there in one place. And then if I choose to, if I want to spend 10 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour working on that, I can quickly go and see all the things that I could do. Now, if there's one thing in there that I notice has to be a task, well, by all means, go make it a task. If the task is, you know, have locks changed or something, well, yeah, make that a task. But I guess, I guess, you know, if there's anything practical to all this, it's first of all, that uh, turn off those, those bright lights. They're not helping you. Yeah. Get outside, take it's a walk. It's hard to quit do it, that. It's hard for eating, people to do that. Quit eating Lance products. But you know, I mean, <laughs> the step the step zero is 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 the is the awareness, which sounds super fruity, except that it's true. And it stops sounding fruity when you realize your life's get life gets better when you start to notice those things. Because then you're not only catching up, you're not only keeping up, you are on a good day getting ahead. And so if I don't put gas in the car, like in the worst case, I'm going to run out of gas. In the very worst case, I'll like run out of gas in a situation where it's really a terrible time to be out of gas, like in the middle of an intersection or something. Well, if I'm really smart, when it's just about empty, I'll go and I'll put some gas into it. We don't drive that much. But like, if I was really smart, I would set aside like as part of some kind of like a regular schedule, putting gas into the car, which sounds so anal retentive. But doing that means now my wife will never run out of gas. Right. She's, she, does, she doesn't have to worry about that. And you know what? That makes me a better person. It makes me a better person if I think ahead to do that. Uh, we've gotten into a thing lately where we've been so busy lately. We've had a bunch of schedule changes and, you know, working more and crazy hours. And we haven't been, we've been falling back on like delivery food more often, which makes us feel crappy. But I mean, you, you are in a good place where you can probably get relatively healthy if you want really greasy wheat-based things or, or pizza. <laughs> like good. Chinese food or something, right? Yeah, but that starts adding up. 40, 40, 50 bucks a night in takeout food is not really a great idea. But so what do you have to do? Well, you stock up and you buy things and you freeze it. Well, yeah, but then you got to remember to like also thaw it. This is so quotidian. But like, I'll tell you, there's one thing. There's a funny, funny, uh, not funny, but a very good thread on Metafilter a few weeks ago that I might have mentioned here. But it was uh, a long list of people saying like, what were the small changes you implement in your in your life that made the biggest difference? And it was crazy how many people said the same one, two, three things. Candidly, a lot of people said the best thing they ever did was quit watching TV. That does not surprise me at all. I think I would probably actually be a better person if I got rid of the TV. That's not going to happen. Um, other ones, like going to bed early and getting up early. So obvious. So obvious, but what does that mean? It means you're introducing this regularity to your schedule and you're getting better, healthier sleep. Um, Another one was meal planning. Oh my God, so boring. What are you, Family Circle Magazine? Well, it actually does really improve your quality of life. You go and you do a bunch of grocery shopping for the week at the same time. Like in this case, a lot of people are saying they like to go on Sundays and you can plan ahead. You can cook some stuff ahead of time. You can freeze it if you want to. But like, that, that, that all seems like stupid anal retentive suburban stuff until you're sitting there at 530, your kid's screaming and like now you're going to have to order like overpriced Chinese food again. It is a quality of life issue. And 
and that so that image that I'm trying to get in your head though is of these stages. And like one of those stages is awareness. Another of the stages is like having is capturing it into a place that makes sense. And then third, doing it. Again, all big pillars in something like getting things done. But I don't know. I think that makes a really big difference in your life. And it gets you off that horrible, intractable path of eating Lance products because you feel bad about your Lance products. And God bless the Lance company. Those uh, cheese crackers here. Just awful. But, you know, um, hmm. I'm kind of rambling a little, aren't I? No, I like this kind of thing. But I, what do you have against Lance? Oh, um, I mean, I don't, I don't need any of that stuff, so I don't know. Do you really want me to get into it here? Yeah. Well, it actually goes back to 1932. Just kidding. Um, no, I, um, <laughs> you know, the, the thing is, I don't talk so much about the life hacks anymore, and I don't so, talk so much about getting things done anymore. I mean, I've said everything I've wanted to say for the most part about that. So you never know if there's somebody who's never heard about this stuff before. And uh, it's, it's such a, not a tragedy, it's such a bummer to me that things like the whole idea of life hacks through the help of people like me, I have to admit, has been so perverted into these little tips and tricks things. But what you can lose track of in the life hack stuff is that where it all started, the stuff that Danny talks about, which is this idea of like a little quick fix that may not be perfect, but, you know, kind of stuff like nobody smokes anymore, but like, did you know, like you can use the wrapper, remember you, know, you buy a pack of Marlboro Reds and it has that little cell, it has a little, uh, yeah, a little thing. foil package. Yeah. You know, you can wrap that to fix a fuse. The little metal foil inside? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I did you not wrap know it once that. or twice, depending on how much resistance you're dealing with cleric. Um, but, but you, um, learning little things like that and knowing those kinds of fixes can, can be really, really handy. I would not spend all day trying to figure that out. I would not spend a lot of time watching 35 videos on the most artisanal way to sharpen your knife, especially if you never end up sharpening your knives. But these all do come back to this step zero, which is the self-awareness part. And if that seems too obvious, then ask yourself, Look around you right now. Think right now. What kept you up last night? What's freaking you out now? I can look here on my desk and I can see so many things. It's not the messiness that bothers me. It's the occasional lack of resolution right here. Um, and my birthday's next week. My driver's license is going to expire and I still haven't dealt with this. This thing stares at me all day long. So now I'm going to do what I have to do. I'm going to send this thing in. But you know what? I wrote this down on a list a long time ago and I never looked at it. Now how, I have how do you? And so this is actually a good question. Hang on a second. Yes. My birthday? Well, no, I mean, that's great too. Thank you. 48 years young. Mm, sorry, I was my fisher. Okay. And, you know, I think one of the things that I, that I think about, people will often do, I'm really, really, Merlin, I'm really good at making lists. <laughs> I have lots of applications that I use to make the lists. Yeah. I keep the list. And then, you know what? I'm going to use this field notes for these kinds of lists. I'm going to use this legal pad for this other kind of list. I'm going to use this Evernote uh, Moleskin notebook for the other ah, you list. Mean the, you mean the Moleskine? Yes. And then, uh, so I'll, I'll, and then what, what'll happen is like, I won't ever look at them again. And, uh, or I'll look at one, I'll forget the other one. I'll look at the one list. I'll start crossing stuff off and I'll forget, then I'll forget the other list. You know what I'm saying? Like the only kind of lists that I admittedly, this is an awful thing, but like the only kind of lists that I'm actually good at using or like at the grocery store or a shopping mm -hmm. list in a place where I write down, oh, I need to go to Target and get these eight things. I write them down and then I go get them and then I throw the list away. I'm not very good at these lists. Like I know people, Ryan Ireland, he, he does lists like nobody's business and he keeps up with them. He finally marks things off. I tried using the reminders on my iPhone and I have different things that like 
you know, I show up at one place and there's a little reminder, do this when you get here. And those are all right. But to anything that's like, a, how do you manage this stuff? What's my life? It's my life hack for this well, to actually <laughs> use the great list that I've painstakingly created. Um, this is, uh, I'm going to risk going back to a really deep history. Well, first of all, I will nominate that we, uh, do something a little crazy. Maybe our next episode will be about this topic because it's been a long time since we've talked about this kind of stuff and it's, you know, nominally what the show is about, but you know, that's a good question. And I, I goes, takes me straight back to my late grandmother who was the most inveterate list maker I've ever seen in my life. Every spare moment my grandmother had, she'd reach into her purse and pull out this fistful of lists and she was constantly making lists and she was, a she'd been a uh, you know, uh, and it, like a secretary and like an executive secretary. And she, she, so she always wrote in Greg shorthand. So she had these com- to me, completely imbecilic looking lists all in shorthand. I used to know shorthand and I've forgotten it, but it was all, it was all done in shorthand. It looked completely crazy. It looked like she was like gathering thread for some kind of a, you know, conspiracy theory. But, um, she was always making those lists. And then she actually had meta lists where she would have lists of what all the lists were and she would transfer them from one list to another and uh, ha ha ha. But I think that's the problem. And this again, straight hundred percent credit to David Allen on this is that the, the, the problem is that there's a big difference between doing um, a mental sweep and making a to-do list and having a list of actions that are associated with projects. Those are very different things and, <clears throat> and getting things done and the, you do something called a mental sweep. We've talked about this where you sit down and you just, you force yourself to keep your hand in motion for like 20 minutes and you write down every single thing you can think of, right? You actually reward yourself for the first time in your life. You reward yourself for procrastination because you're saying, oh, and I forgot about that and I forgot. You don't have to do any of that stuff. You are freed of the obligation for 20 minutes. All you have to do is write it down. And when you're done, you're a different person because once you've done that, you realize how much stuff you've been holding in your brain. Now, that's just step one. Like, that's collection, right? That's like the very beginning of a process that's much more mature. But the problem is, I don't know if this is true for you, Dan. I think for most people, they stop there. They make a big list. And it may not even be 20 minutes of everything they can think of. But here's the problem. You might have like a little, uh, maybe you've got like a little thing on your fridge where you write down, we need milk and half and half. You might have uh, four different grocery apps on your phone where you're you're writing things down. I got to buy link sausage. You might have jotted something on a piece of paper. You might have something from work. Well, part of the problem there is those are all lists. That's great. But A you don't know where it really, really goes. There is not one place where that goes. And B, a list is only as good as your ability to do those things at the right time in the right context and with the right amount of energy and priority. So that's, again, I'm just cribbing all this from David Allen, but I happen to believe that. And so, you know, you're, what you're describing is SOP for most people, which is that we get that temporary fix of dumping a big list, but there's nothing functional to it. We haven't, and we might even want to organize it a little bit, but to me, there's a couple concepts in organization that are important to me. Um, and it's why I tend to put, you know, mini sets of air quotes around that word because it's such an obsession without an end for most people. Well, to me, organization is not super complicated. First, never organize something that you should throw away. And, and that sounds simple until you start organizing and realizing that you're making piles of different things you never need to keep at all. But then the second thing is in organization as in productivity, it, it's really, it's, it's not really so important, like where you put it when you thought of it, it's much more important that you put it where you'll need it when you're not thinking of it, right? So in other words, you know, it might be most convenient for you 
to put your spare tire and jack in the hall closet because that's like where you feel like where it's easiest to put it right now. But it'd be a lot handier if you put it in the trunk, which seems very, very silly until you're rushed to pick up your kid at school and have 15 minutes to spend or 10 minutes to spend at the grocery store. Because guess what happens? Be honest. Not you, but the audience. You flip because you don't know, you don't remember. There's so many things you know you needed to get and you completely blank out. That's why I, I, I try to never enter a store a grocery store without the list of the actual stuff that I need to get when I'm there. Now I do that in OmniFocus. You should do that wherever it works for you. Basically, I, the ways, places that I capture, there's exactly two places. Stuff that I, I'm going, well, three. If it's something that it has to happen on a date, it goes on my calendar. If it's something that I'm going to do in the next two weeks, it goes in OmniFocus. And if it's anything else, it goes in a text file. Everything else is in the trash. Because if it's not in the trash, then it has to be in one of those three places. Otherwise, it's not a thing. And so in my case, yeah, I mean, this is, I've, I've got grocery apps. I've even got an app that like has the right order for aisles, depending on what store it is. Well, that became way too heavy for me. So I've got repeating tasks and OmniFocus. We never don't need half and half in milk. We always need half and half in milk. There's certain things we always need. And so I have like a drugstore context and a grocery context, a home shopping list, office shopping list where it occurs to me, I bang it in, I'm done. When I show up, I get a blue pie. You're at the grocery store. Do you want to buy these things? Yes, I do. I, you know, personally, I don't care what you use for that. You, Dan, the audience, anybody. Yeah, yeah. It's just a question of knowing where it goes so you never have to think about it. Getting that little notebook, space pen or otherwise, it's a great place. It's a great thing to have something like a field notes notebook and know it always goes into here. Um, but, you know, this, this gets back to this other theme and then you should tell me about something you like. Okay. Um, that we, um, we think we're so smart and we think everything's so taken care of and we think all of our problems are, are rained upon us like some kind of a biblical plague from the world that doesn't understand us and boo-hoo-hoo-hoo. It's like, but you know, you could take care of a lot of this stuff if you quit thinking you were so goddamn smart. Like you would be so much smarter if you weren't counting on your brain to be a whiteboard and an alarm clock. All that stuff is better served by all those devices where you kept reloading the page to see when they'd come out. You know, I can go into something like Nebulous Notes. There's this great app. I actually, I like a lot on iOS uh, called Drafts. Where I go into Drafts, I type something, I hit a button, it sends it to the app of my choice. I never have to think about it. Dropbox syncs all that up. I go back to my computers, iPads, everything's everywhere it needs to be. Um, you know, for me, stuff like, I have to be honest, like the reminders app on iOS integrates with OmniFocus, yeah. not the show OmniFocus, but you can just go say something, it goes to reminders. And the next time you open OmniFocus, that becomes a task in your inbox. I use that a lot. I email things to myself. I use the OmniSync server from uh, OmniGroup. And so I can mail an item to this secret address and then that gets added to my inbox. And then that becomes part of the process. I turn through, I do all that stuff and so on and so forth. But you know, if your approach to life is just to have this undifferentiated group of lists that you may or may not look at, you may or may not put things in the same place twice, like that is a total recipe for bananas. Because, you know, if you were cleaning out the, or, you know, emptying the dishwasher, you wouldn't like take one fork and put it in the bedroom and take another fork and put it in the garage. Like you put it in the goddamn fork drawer, like a gentleman. (laughs) And so whatever it is, you know, again, you cannot get away from the first step, which is that self-awareness. And that first self-awareness today might be, I'm really stressed out about lots of this different stuff. So maybe I need to start thinking about where, what I can do about that, where are the opportunities, and then where I can capture that into a place that's sensible, you know? <sighs> Having said this, I feel really guilty now because there's a lot of things I surely should be doing that I think I'm going to write down. I got to do this driver's license thing or I'm going to be in trouble. Oh, man. $31. $31. It's just the time. Is it just the thing you're going to mail off or do you have to go down there? 
I waited too long and now I think I got to send him a check. I hate checks. Aren't, don't che- aren't checks a little emasculating? Checks are the worst. Well, you know what's, why, you know why, what's why really cool checks? though? You know what's way better than checks? Direct deposit. Uh, you know what's even better than that? Uh, Shutterstock.com. Hey, I got to tell you, buddy. <laughs> I got I don't have a sound Are you going to do this one? Are you going to do this one? Um, you I'll started. Do it. I want to get a sound for them. I feel bad. Well, the other ones had a, like a bell and a... Well, anyway, you're going to find over 20 million stock photos. You're going to find vectors, illustrations, video clips. You're going to find all of this stuff. Merlin, a couple weeks ago, he did he did a search for... Uh, well, what was the word that you searched for to do the comic? We searched for superhero. superhero. We looked for Florida. And, and, and while you're uh, talking, I'm going to find uh, some other good ones. It's, it's crazy, though, with all those images. It's amazing what you can come up with um, on their site. It's all under one uh, subscription. Is that accurate? It's all under one thing. And you go in there and here's what you're going to do. You're going to get the high quality images. You're going to get the highest quality of everything. They don't nickel and dime you. They don't, they don't set things up in such a way that you are forced to buy like the low quality version of something. And then you've got to pay more to get the high quality version. Well, no, that's not the way it works. And if you want to print these things up, if you want to use them on your swag, if you want to make them part of a commercial or part of a website or a product you're going to sell, they have the enhanced license access that you're going to need to do that. Uh, I mean, they have everything, and they they have an international. Uh, I, I don't I don't know what the right word is. That an international base. It's pronounced, it's pronounced I eighteen N. Ah, that's what it, that. Thank you. I heard um, NY. But but, <laughs> but basically, what this means is they're working with photographers and designers and people who are all over the world. So it's really easy to go there and find stuff that you know, regardless of what the project is, or if you're doing something that, that needs that international feel, or you are international yourself and you want to get images from a different country, you can do all of that there because they're adding something like 10,000 images every week. It's crazy. Uh, you can get a free account to go there and browse around. And when you figure out what you want, you can throw it in your light, light box. You've got this little gallery thing that stays with you. They've got an iPad app for it. It's really, really, really cool. When you know what you want to purchase, you use the code back to work 11 Back to work 11, and you'll get 30% off any package. Mm. package. That's a lot of percent, Dan. I just started, I just sent you a link. Uh, search for the word hammock. And uh, they have some really nice hammock ones. They've got some vintage stuff. They've got... Why, nice why the word hammock? Oh, you know, I feel like I'm working at least 36 hours a week too much at this point. Mm. And so uh, there's so many great ones in here. Between palm trees, not between palm trees. Or, oh, there's one with a sweet, precious baby. Look at this baby. Let me send this to you in the dingus. But this really, this is a great service, and I, I will be the one to just remind you that the i the iPad app. Uh, I guess it's on iPhone too, but I always use it on the iPad. My new iPad Mini, tear down. Vis a vis. Don't give away right. the to- the new topic of the uh, the crossover. We're going to be right we're going to be now. tearing down a, a an iPad Mini step by step on the show. Just audio though, no video pictures. So we're doing a tear just down. Just describing it. Um, look at this baby, Dan. Look at this sweet, precious. Oh baby. my goodness! Look at that. So could you, sweet. Yes, you do. That is so unsafe. Dan, you should never put a baby. That? Look at that. Look at that. They're that hanging is so there. crazy. Is that a noose? Mm, uh, it says portrait of funny baby relaxing. Oh, and then you can click on tiny, young, cute human eyes. Ooh, innocent kid life, little love. Anyway, you can click on any of these, and it'll take you to the keywords for that. The I, iPad app is great. We got to quit talking. Um, but uh, the iPad app is so great because you can do your light boxes right on there. When I'm in my repose and, and sitting outside in the sunlight, yeah, um, it's really fun to, to flick, flick around in that app and uh, look at that baby. But uh, so tell me again, Dan, one more time. Where do they go? What do they do? You go to shutterstock.com. 
You don't need a credit card. You just sign up. And when you are ready to buy something, back to work 11, the number 11, no spaces, gets 30% off. And our, our, uh, our thanks very much to Shutterstock, beautiful site uh, for supporting 5 by 5 and back to work. Whew, this is a weird episode, Dan. It's a weird one. Look yeah. at these babies. I'm going to look at babies, pictures of babies. We like looking at pictures of uh, little animals. We were reading Fantastic Four uh, yesterday. And uh, I wanted to share what a real mole looks like. And so we went and looked at a mole. Oh, a re- so the weird. real one with the big hands? Yeah, Dr. Malevich. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. With the stardos? Yeah. You ever read Ultimate Fantastic Four? Uh, no, never. Okay. The only, yes. I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man. Hey, you know what we forgot to mention? What? I haven't quit it yet. Well, we shouldn't quit the show. We will do a real cutoff. But to anybody who's tuning in, stay tuned in. Because uh, tell them what we're going to do. We are going to do an episode of a brand new show that uh, I'm proud to say Merlin uh, is going to be involved in. It's called The Crossover. This is a show. New show. New show. New show. It is a platform. Platform. A venue. Venue. It's a place where five by five (laughs) hosts and five by five friends and family can get together and talk to each other. About whatever. uh, No issues of the day. It could be issues of the day. It could be something that we just really like and want to talk about. It is is the quintessential definitive place for five by five hosts to go and relax after the bell has sounded. It's the after, 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 after dark. Right. But it's serious and it's, yeah. it's fun and, and it's uh, no fixed agenda. It's just hopefully really good conversations. And you are uh, helping by being uh, a guest, a regular helping? guest. A, a, you're, oh, I like to think it's, I'm integral. Dan. It's your show. Okay. Okay. Let's just be honest. Yeah, but the good news is I won't be on all of them. So relax. You'll be, yeah. For the, for the people who are listening to the show, he's going to be on all of them. For people who aren't listening to the show, he'll be on most of them. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, but uh, for the, the first one we're doing is you, me, and Marco, and we're going to be doing it in about 14 minutes from now. Yeah. And I'm thrilled to do this show. This is a show I've wanted to do. And uh, Merlin himself, I believe, named the show. Yeah. Just to show how deep the involvement here goes, how deep the roots run. Deep roots run. Deep roots run. It's like a, a good... a plot of land out there. It's a bonsai those, tree. Uh, gosh, remember back when we were doing uh, Selling Glengarry? Oh, remember yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Tough for hacking. What are you going to do? What can you do? Tough for hacking. Yeah, so you'll cut this part out, but uh, if you don't cut, cut this it out, out? Probably, I don't care. If you, do, <laughs> if you don't cut it out, everybody, go uh, go listen to our new program here. On so, so I'm Five. so excited to be doing this with you, Merlin. Thank you for uh, Dan, being a part thank of Thank you, it. Dan. Where can people learn more about the crossover? 5by5.tv slash crossover. And, and you so can get the links to subscribe. Cross promoting right the crossover. Yes. Cross, cross. And Mac Power users. Want to button this up? Yeah. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.